Coming up in this episode of the Super Pessis Roundup podcast, I'm finally here in Finland and I get to attend the Italansi game, some games in Hervinka and Helsinki, as well as catching up with some special guests and finishing off with the T20 cricket tournament between Finland and Sweden. That's all coming up on this episode of the Super Pessis Roundup podcast. Welcome to a special edition of the podcast, mostly because I'm not joined by either of my co-hosts. I'm currently in Finland as I record this, and it's the trip I've been planning for quite some time, although not perhaps the way I intended it. So, unlike our regular episodes, there will be no analysis of the latest news or goings-on from my co-hosts Ron Bronson and Mikko Pirhonen, but there will be some exciting interviews with Tia Kaiser-Vikir and Sally Palola of Helsingen Roihuteret, the women's superpesses team, who are currently in a place to stay up for next season. If that wasn't enough, we also have an interview with Maya Skamans of Cricket Finland regarding the development of the game and the upcoming series between Cricket Finland and Sweden. After two years of waiting, the Italansi weekend finally took place in Puri. With the spreading of the coronavirus in 2020, the event originally scheduled was cancelled and rescheduled for Puri to host it in 2021. Again, in 2021, we've seen a great deal of uncertainty due to the pandemic and the event was rescheduled from July to the 5th and 6th of August. Even then, events outside the sport had not run smoothly as the number of positive cases of coronavirus had increased in Finland. And this meant that additional measures had to be taken by the event to reduce both the number of fans and increase the number of stands, and to allow for social distancing. Despite all this, the event has been an incredible success, in terms of the way in which Pori have organised things. The resilience and adaptive thinking that has been shown by those organising the event has meant that the annual showstopper could finally go ahead. After a long and pleasant journey through the stunning countryside in Finland, I was welcomed by the party atmosphere and the refreshments and stalls that had been set up. The sun was shining and a moderate breeze blew towards the backfield line. The extended seating areas and netting had made the field seem hemmed in and the chances of extra base hits and home runs 
seemed all the more difficult. Whilst neither the men's nor women's games themselves had turned out to be high scoring, there were some very solid defensive plays, with pitchers in the two games featuring heavily. Despite all of the obstacles thrown in Puri's way, the event was a fantastic success and the facilities were great. Kitos Puri. After seeing the Italanzi game live, I took a trip to Hurinka in the first of several regular season games I would be attending. In analysing the game itself, it's hard to say exactly uh, where Taco struggled against Mansa. From the start, Mansa seemed more consistent and more threatening. But there was a magical six-run haul in the third inning of the first Yaxo that showed potential, and in fact they managed to tie up that first Yaxo. Despite their efforts in the first half of the game, a series of hard hits in all the right places by Mansa, mixed with some unforced errors, piled more and more pressure on the home side. Only when the game was realistically beyond their reach were Taco able to play more openly and more comfortably. But as soon as their rally had started in the fourth inning of the second Yaxo, the pressure seemed to come back to Taco, and they crumbled. Aside from the result itself, it was a pleasure to finally make it to Piccola after two years of planning and cancelled trips. My next destination was to the east side of Helsinki to watch the women's superpesis team that made it from Urkespesis last year. That was Helsingen Royhutret. The Helsinki team were in a crunch match against Minamine Vesa, both teams hoping to secure their future in superpesis for next year. Both teams had been going through a rough patch recently coming into this game, with only one win each out of their last five games. Royhu have had a better offensive game than their opponents, and mostly thanks to this year's Italansi selected joker Tirkaisavikia. Despite the visitors winning the Hutunkato and deciding to put Royhu into bat, it soon became apparent that that was a bad idea. Royhu let rip and scored 12 runs across the four innings to only one by Munamain. Despite 
having the best chances in the game, Royhu were unable to put the game to bed and take the full three points, as a series of costly errors in the outfield meant that the visitors managed to come back and, in fact, overtake Royhu in the second Yaxo. In the bottom of the fourth, Royhu managed to pull it back and tie the Yaxo, securing the win. But the three points had slipped from their grasp as the second Yaxo was tied. Later in my trip, I managed to catch up by two of Helsinki's rising stars, Dea Kaisevikia and Sally Palola. Joining me now on the podcast are two very special uh, guests indeed. Um, we have uh, Dea Kaisevikia uh, and Sally Palola from um, <laughs> Helsingen Royhu. Um, Thank you both for uh, joining me on the podcast. I've uh, been out to the stadium to watch a couple of games and I've been very impressed uh, by the team. So it, it's it's great to have you here on the uh, podcast. Dear, how did you first get into uh, Pespalo? Uh, first of all, uh, thank you for invite. Uh, of course, we are uh, always keen on to do something like this. And um, yeah, the first question, yeah, uh, keen on the Pesapalo. Yeah, I was six or seven years old and uh, we uh, I'm, grew up on the small village. Uh, so there were like no other hobbies, <laughs> basically. And there was like a, <clears throat> it's called like a Pesiskoulu. And um, it's, um, I usually arrange for small children's uh during the summertime and uh, uh, between age five to ten years old. So Patti and Urheiliat was uh, arranging that Pesiskoulu. So that was the my starting point for Pesapallo. And Sally, how about yourself? How did you uh, get into playing Pesapallo? Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. And I got to uh, Pesapalo when I was around nine years old. My best friend, uh, she had just started base, uh, Finnish baseball, and she asked me to join in. And first of all, I was like, Finnish baseball? What what kind of sport is even that? And I was a bit hesitant, but then I went to a few practices to watch my friend play. And their uh, older girls, they had a game next uh, on the field right next to my practice. And then I just fell in love with Finnish baseball. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has been a pretty crazy ride ever since. And what what kind of uh, other hobbies or, or interests um, do you have, Tia? Uh, well, basically, Finnish baseball is my life. So, uh, but I'm enjoying uh, watch other sports. I'm very keen on Formula One and uh, motorsport as well. And also, mm, I like to read a lot so basically those are my hobbies other hobbies and yourself sally do you have any other hobbies or interests well yeah like Tepa uh, said we don't have that much free time but when i do have a little free time i like to edit uh, and make videos and film videos and that sort of thing uh, and something pr- creative in general like painting and dancing and singing but not just in a very beginner level not Nothing, nothing serious. Well, uh, Sally, you mentioned there that uh, you don't really get much time 
um, outside of you know your day to day lives and and then the the Pespolo to to do much else. Um, but Teo, what kind of challenges have you faced as a, a player? I, I read an article recently about your your journey uh, into Pespolo, but tell us a little bit about some of those uh, those challenges you faced. Well, there's a, always the balancing balancing your time at uh, at the school and the practices and the basically uh, if you are you are working working like full time. Of course, the balance of that is most challenging. And of course, uh, when we are talking about women's sports, uh, you need to have like um, all the challenges are basically on the finance side. Uh, we have a great uh, like opportunity to, to go to practice and our practice like um, facilities are very good. But uh, I think the main main issues or challenges are the balancing the time and also the money money is the big part of uh, the women's sports I think and one of the things I'd um, spotted uh, in the game Sally was um, how focused you were uh, in fielding um, as a Siapari um, what, what kind of skills does it take to, to be a, a good Siapari or catcher as sometimes people call it uh, thank you. Um, maybe first thing that comes to mind is reflexes, that you have to have uh, good reflexes because when you're really close to the batter, the ball comes very fast. And then you just have to trust yourself, trust yourself that you know that you can read the batter right and go to the, go get the uh, right um, bat. Is it that like strike? Yeah. I think I guess that's my answer. Reflexes mainly, and equally, but on the other side of uh, of the coin, uh, Thea, I noticed your your focus, your composure when um, batting, um, reminded me almost of you, Hakorhonen, that kind of <laughs> that kind of level of uh, of composure. And in fact, um, you uh, you had a selection to the Italansi. Uh, game this year in Pori, and in fact, I, I managed to uh, to see you at that game as well. Um, what was it like uh, being selected for Italansi? A uh, huge honor, like a yeah, huge honor. It was very. It, it has been always like a special uh, place of my heart, and I have been like following that event when I always basically when I have played so uh to be to be selected on that game uh it's huge honor and I I was very like um, I I went to tears (laughs) when I heard about it so yeah very special moment well, it was thoroughly deserved from what I've seen so far this season uh, and the stats I've been following in respect of yourself. Um, do you have any specific memories about the game? Well, not e- exactly, but the, I remember the atmosphere. The atmosphere was uh, like very, very encouraging and uh, it was fun. We had so much fun together, and and that was the like the key points. I don't remember anything of the game. How did it went, or who did something, or he did 
where how did it go but i remember the atmosphere and of course the audience because there were like over 3000 people in the game it was quite spectacular moment as well yeah um i, I managed to make it over from the uk to, to to watch the game and my friend and co-host from the, the podcast ron bronson uh was over from the us as well so we <laughs> we both managed to, to catch the game um sally one of the things that uh, is notable about um, Roy Hu is obviously you made it up into Super Pesis for this season. What's the kind of difference in skill levels and uh, atmosphere between Super Pesis and Ducas Pesis? Well, maybe that uh, in Super Pesis the players are much more physical. Like they can throw faster, they can run faster, they can hit the ball harder. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. And the second thing is that if you did your best like performance in Ukespesis, that usually would cut it. But in Superpesis, the other team's player can do an even better performance than you. So even <laughs> even you could have like uh, hit the ball in the best way possible. Uh, the player in the outing can do, can throw faster and still make a follow from you. And it, it, it's been a, a really exciting season for, for Royu this year and uh, uh, some good results in the last two games in particular. Uh, what's your highlight of the season been so far, Sally? Well... I would maybe say individually uh, getting invited to Italanzi because I was in juniors uh, Italanzi and that was really high honor for me and it was a wonderful experience meeting new players and getting to play with them and in my team's perspective just every game it's wonderful to play with play with my best friends and every time we go to the field we just have fun and we try our best and that's it's just a wonderful experience for me every time oh sally <laughs> and uh Teo, we we've talked a little bit about the promotion of uh, of roy who and in fact um one of the podcasts we were we were talking about the team um just before the season started uh, and the the fact is sort of bringing Pespalo to a new market almost uh, and even internationally um you know everybody's heard of Helsinki but not everybody's heard of Pori or or Yuviskula or whatever um but what do you think the promotion for the team has uh, meant for awareness in Helsinki itself um uh... That that was a tough question. I I had had to uh, think a lot about this. <clears throat> uh, but um, yeah, in my uh, point of view, I think the promotion has like uh, affected uh, mostly in Roihuori. I think, but uh, but I I have a gut feeling of that that we had several uh, like. Um, viewers which hasn't seen Pesapallo match ever before so I think we have reached out some new faces also but I don't know if there's like a 
like a bigger like a meaning or uh, awareness or something like that. I think that uh, Roihuvuori, like the city of like part of the city, Roihuvuori has grew uh, part of Roihu. Do you know, understand what I mean of this? Because, uh, because it's a, like a um, whole village is behind you. Uh, that uh, that is, I think, is the most effective after promotion. And we, we've actually seen um, the new stadium uh, built for for the team. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, I've I, I've managed to see the uh, the seating arrangements and everything. For a couple of games now, it's a fantastic little spot. You get perfect views um, of the field from anywhere you sit there. Um, but Teo, what do you think of the new facilities at the uh, stadium? Those are great. Uh, if you have seen the old old field and old old facilities, uh, it's a top notch. <laughs> and I think that uh, the new. Uh, uh, and like uh, it's the best place to see uh watching the the uh, the new uh, new facilities the seats are spectacular view uh, on the field so you can feel the atmosphere on the players and also see the game very very good so i think that they are top notch at this point obviously we've had a bit of a a crazy year with uh, coronavirus and um stops and starts and uh changes to the season uh, even now we've had some games uh, even in the women's uh support bases cancelled or, or to be rescheduled um but sally how did you prepare for this season well uh even though the covid has affected many many and it has been a quite difficult year we have been very lucky uh, because uh, Helsinki arranged amazing tra- training facilities for us and we have been trained uh, training all year in the best <laughs> places possible. So we had we have prepared for this season quite as regularly as before. Just training every day. And obviously for both of you, the uh, the first and foremost goal is to, to stay in Superpaces for, for next season. With the results uh, coming your way in the last couple of games, that that looks very likely at the moment. So I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Um, but uh, what are your goals and aspirations generally for the future, Tia? Now, basically, uh, I want to stay healthy. Like uh, I haven't had major injuries, so I want to keep it that way. <laughs> and uh, of course, I want to see uh, our team catching the gold medal. So those are the aspirations in the future. And yourself, Sally? Yeah, it's it's the same for me. Just staying healthy and happy is number one priority, obviously. And then the gold medal for our team—that is—that is one of the biggest uh, goals in in my life right now. <laughs> yeah, we have set the goal together, and uh, like you have noticed, I hope that you have noticed that we have a very good group. And uh, yeah. Well, I I've been very impressed. I must say, there's a, there's a lot of energy 
um, behind both yourselves, actually, a lot of charisma, a lot of, um, uh, I, I was thinking, you know, in terms of, of how you stack up against some of the players on the men's team, um, Sally, your reflexes are, are, are really good, almost like Thomas Yusillo when I saw him at Atlantic with that, that <laughs> um, fly ball. And uh, Taya, as I say, the, the composure of Juha Korhonen and um, the kind of theatrics and the kind of getting the the, the crowd involved almost like um, Juha Putimaki. I've seen him stirring up those kind of emotions with people as well. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to speak to you both. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to watch you uh, play. And I, I hope to come and see you again sometime soon. Good luck for the uh, season and indeed for the future. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, and thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you having, for having us, and welcome again. It's time for a short break before we come back and interview Maya Skamans from Cricket Finland. I'm joined now by uh, Maya Skamans uh, from uh, Cricket Finland. Um, Maya, tell me a little bit about your role in uh, Cricket Finland. Okay, um, I'm currently uh, the operations director and my main areas of, uh, how should I say, my concentration is on on women's cricket, uh, junior cricket and club development mostly. So those those are what I put my most time on um obviously i get involved with almost everything <laughs> because cricket finland is quite a small organization so um i'm one or two people who are partly employed by cricket finland and um so uh time even the uh, time time that we get paid for is not time that we spend so it's it's a it's a kind of combined job uh which is employment and voluntary work so that's how it goes. And you're uh, Finnish national. You grew up in, in Finland. Um, how did you discover cricket? Um, I have quite a long history of in, in cricket in Finland. And my first contact came through family. Uh, my husband then uh, wanted to get involved with a cricket club that they were, uh, some of the guys decided to put together. And uh with a very very english style which is not so common in finland they wanted to have families as part of their club and so they also came up with this social membership so me and my kids also joined the club and um gradually a few years later uh i wanted to get involved with women's cricket which didn't exist at that point so a few of us some other uh, spouses and girlfriends we got together and and uh, wanted to have women's uh, cricket as well so uh when cricket finland was formed in two, in 99 and then became a member of international cricket council then we got some coaching uh courses here and through that eventually was a women's beginners course and basically, the rest is history. So, so that's uh, about twenty years ago now, <laughs> and here I am, uh, having first started playing, then became an umpire and and coach, and especially coaching was was close to my heart. I'm a, I'm a teacher from my background, 
and uh, so I very quickly became uh, a part of the uh, organization and the development of the of the of cricket in Finland. Uh, you've mentioned there about uh, the women's game, and obviously um, in Pesapalo, there's uh, quite a high standard in in the women's game mm-hmm. there too. Um, how have you seen the development of women's cricket in Finland over the years? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been an up and down uh, process, and initially there was a, a bit of a hype for the first couple of years. Uh, we didn't quite get to reach the point where we could have started a, a women's league as such. We did play uh, sort of six-a-side games and we played against visiting English teams, mostly travelling teams. And um, some of us ended up playing in mixed teams for, for some years. Of course, then it died down a little bit. Then uh, about 10 years later, we discovered that there was women's cricket in Estonia. So we ended up having a, a programme with them for a couple of years. Um, um, which was very interesting. Uh, again, we had a bit of a die, a sort of low level. Uh, some people ended up going studying and abroad and what have you. But now then, uh, this time round, we've been getting stronger and stronger, uh, in the past three years or so. And we have a very nice, um, how should I say, um, group of women from very different backgrounds. We've got uh, a few Asian ladies uh, participating. We've got some Finnish women coming in. We've got lots of different uh, nationalities and it's gradually growing and we have sort of started to play regular cricket. Uh, unfortunately, of course, with the pandemic, that's take a, the, the women's cricket has taken a blow. So it means that we haven't been able to uh, grow it quite as quickly as we were hoping. But now it seems that we're back on track again, and uh, we just had a, a little tournament uh, last Sunday uh, with three teams, and hopefully we can carry on with that. So, yeah, with the, I have to say that the Finnish the Finnish women that we have with us are mostly from Pesapallo, so there is certainly a very good connection there. Well, I was going to ask about that actually, um, because uh, trying to explain cricket to um, Finnish people is much like trying to explain Pesbalo to to non-Finnish people. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, how have you found the players who've come to the game, come to cricket from a Pesbalo background? Do they do they find things quite similar or some things quite different? Uh, both and so so similarities come in some ways with batting. Obviously, it's it's not entirely the same because you know the the bats are different. Uh, and also, uh, the style of batting is slightly different, but, you know, in, in cricket, when you sort of hit to the leg side, that's very much a sort of pesapal uh, hit. Uh, so that works very well. And most, uh, women and, well, and, and men as well that I've seen who've got some pesapal in their background, they seem to find batting quite easy because it's the hand-eye coordination and all that. So that works very well. And another um, aspect of that seems to be similar is is the fielding. And uh, as we talked earlier about the backing up, so that is definitely something that people who have played a little bit more than just school, Pesapalo, then, then they, they are very good at finding how to back up and they, you know, they, they know the kind of the idea of fielding. 
comes quite naturally. Uh, and it's been interesting because it's, it's invariably that this is what has happened. Well, the, the whole backing up thing is something you don't really see in baseball, mm. um, where it's very much kind of one player is in one position and they move the ball around. But um, I find the the expanse of the Paspalo field and, and the cricket pitch is very similar. And when you need to move fielders around to make sure that if the ball gets past one fielder, it's going to another or... Um, if, for example, somebody's throwing the ball to to first base or or home base or something like that, you you usually have players, mm. or you try and get players um, to help make sure that it doesn't go um, on a wild throw, and that uh, takes me back to some of my childhood <laughs> experiences of of cricket. Um, are there things that really uh, People coming to uh, cricket struggle with with the pest polo background. Bowling, I think, was something that uh, um, I think a lot of people find quite an alien mm. kind of action to them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The the bowling because it it's like uh, I usually try to explain. It's like sl- slinging, you know, like they're having a sling or you know that sort of thing, or catapult, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, and you have to get people to understand how that works. And very often. Um, People want to really throw it hard, which is why, you know, the, the action becomes difficult. So you have to tune that down first. Another thing I think that people find difficult if they have a, a strong Pesapalo background, but even, even without just knowing Pesapalo is how you're out and how in cricket a batter is out when they're out. So basically, I always try to make the comparison that in, in Pesapalo, you get your outs, uh, by the team whereas in cricket it's by the batter so each time each bat batting person you know when they go in they can bat as long as they can but then they when they are out they are out so it's um then of course another one is is about the bases uh, and and being able to hit everywhere so 360 degrees whereas in pesapallo you've got your v sort of thing uh, and and you if you hit it in the wrong place then you know it's it's not valid sort of thing now this weekend coming up uh, marks a, a very exciting point in the calendar um which uh, replaces effectively a lot of m- missed opportunities due to mm-hmm. the uh, pandemic for um tournaments but uh, a cricket finland's hosting uh the cricket association from sweden uh, for some international games in uh, T20. Um, how are you preparing uh, for that series? Ah, the the Bears, which are the, the Finnish men's uh, national team in cricket, uh, have been actually training quite hard all through last winter. Uh, it was the first indoor season when uh, cricketers could actually practice in proper facility and this is in Erikila it's a, it's a sort of um, a sports academy type of uh, facility about 100 kilometers north of Helsinki um, and they've been going there regularly over the winter so they are definitely looking forward to this we were due to host a world world cup qualifier here in the summer but of course the pandemic happened as it did so now we've got Sweden coming it is very exciting because Sweden has last been here, I think, four years ago. And it's quite a different team now where our team is quite different now as well. Um, 
a lot of effort has been put on the, on the team side. But of course, uh, running something like this is an event. So it's not just having the, the team prepare, but we also need to prepare as an organization and we actually get guidelines from the International Cricket Council uh, to tell us certain things that what we have to do. And so we need a good bunch of uh, people, officials for the for the games, and then of course uh, other volunteers, and you know just organising lunches and what have you. You know we've got two games on on each of the days, so so there's there's a lot going on. But luckily, you know we've got about thirty people coming in for, um, and I'm talking about the officials and volunteers. So it's quite a good number considering that uh, this is a uh, quite short notice because of you know the the corona situation. What are your hopes and aspirations for um, the uh, Finnish Cricket Association uh, going forwards? Wow, that's a big one. Uh, (laughs) Well, obviously, we want to strengthen the association as such. Uh, We have a lot to work with uh, our clubs. Uh, we do have over 30 clubs in, in, you know, the whole country from Helsinki to Oulu, from Vasa to, to Lappenranta. So, uh, stretching quite widely. Not everyone is playing in the league at the moment, but, um, because we have such a strong, um, immigrant background with the clubs, it, uh, requires quite a lot of help from the association to, to, get the clubs to understand how it works when, when we are in a, you know, in a country like in Finland. So there's a lot to work there. We still, we're aiming high. We're still looking forward to hopefully uh, being able to host another big tournament next summer. While the clubs are important, we are also very much uh, paying attention to junior cricket and women's cricket, um, two big areas that, uh, you know, we want to grow a lot. Uh, both of them are very enthu- uh, sort of buzzing and, and there's lots of enthusiasm going. We've got one particular club, which I call them in- incubator clubs, so that they, you know, you've got your juniors and they go through this club up until they're about 15 and then they move on to other clubs who then can take them on, take them on and then they can go and play in the, in the sort of club maybe third eleven or, or something like that. Uh, the women's cricket is uh, a massive opportunity. It gives a completely different feel to the game. Um, maybe because it's quite new in some, you know, compared to men's cricket in, in our level. Uh, everyone seems to be very excited. Um, and we just hope that we can... Uh, get more people so that we can get a proper, uh, league going on with, with women's cricket as well. So I guess those are the few areas that we want to concentrate on. And, and at the same time, we've got the, uh, the, the really positive feeling and movement with the, with the Bears, the national team and how they are aiming higher all the time and, and uh, kind of doing it as a pro would. In these circumstances, you know what you can. Now the series this weekend um, is not just some friendlies; mm. it actually means something for um, the uh, standings, the international standings in the ICC. Um, so there's there's a lot at stake for for both teams. 
Um, unfortunately, um, you're not able to have a, a crowd here. Mm-hmm. But how can people uh, catch the games? How how can they watch them? Yeah, uh, yeah, we can't actually have the the audiences coming in, but we do have the Cricket Finland YouTube channel. And it will also be uh, streamed live through our Facebook page. So Cricket Finland has both uh, channels open uh, throughout the weekend. So anyone who wishes to follow and there's a possibility for chat. So you can cheer on the bears and, <laughs> you know, you know, send them regards and what have you. So, yeah, it's still it's still possible to watch. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining me on the uh, podcast, Maya. Um, it's been a pleasure and I, I can't wait to um, be part of the event over this weekend. And it's lovely to have you here, Ian. So thank you very much. Kitos. And that just leaves me to say goodbye at the end of this special episode, this Saw Me Tour of 2021. Thank you very much for listening. I'm your host, Ian Alba, and joining us again in the regular shows, of course, will be my co-hosts, Ron Bronson and Mikko Pirhonen. If you like what you hear, then please like or subscribe. You can visit the blog at superpessisroundup.blogspot.com and check out some of the latest articles there. Occasionally you'll find me writing for the Poltolinia website also. We're also on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, occasionally posting or showing pictures, etc. But until next time, we'll see you soon. If you've got something that's hidden far away